Oh, shit. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Is this really Tim Castleman talking into a microphone, talking to you right now while you're banging your old lady? Or man, I guess, if there's women that actually listen to this podcast. Is, is it Timmy C helping you get you through your work day? It, what is going on, Tim? Well, well, why am I? Why have I been blessed by the heavens, if you will? Why have I been blessed by the heavens, if you will, to have this happen? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I come bearing many gifts. So listen, I was looking. Excuse me, one second. You don't want to cough in the microphone there. You know I'm out of practice here. Good lord, that one made my eyes water. Whew. Cheetos and Doritos down the wrong pipe. Anyway, uh, I was looking, and uh, it looks like, according to my website, the last one of these was recorded was September 6th, 2016. And I proclaimed and professed the death of the Two Drink Tim podcast. Now, I don't even remember what I said in that episode, but I can tell you one of the reasons, a couple of the reasons why I thought I should kill it off. One, it was getting too sad and depressing. Uh, two, felt like it was getting too personal, which is going to be ironic after this episode. Uh, and three, um, I felt like he didn't represent me well. Uh, candidly, I've been thinking a lot about branding uh, lately. It's all This is all relates to the topic I want to talk about. I don't even have a topic today. I just want to unload and do some free therapy with y'all. Um... So I've been thinking a lot about branding lately and, and for a while. And I remember a guy I had just met who I really uh, – nice guy. No, nothing wrong with him. Uh, Colin, uh, if you're listening to this, man, this is uh, this is thanks to you. Uh, we met. Really nice guy. And I was like, man, this is like a guy I'd like to get to know. Maybe take him out on a couple drinks. Maybe, you know, kidding. Um, but I was like, man, this guy's guy. He goes, dude, listen to your podcast, you know. He's like, stoner guy, drinker guy, you know, like, I don't know. He, the, the way he said it, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it came across to me that that was his perception of me. Like, oh, you're, you know, when you're not drunk and high, uh, you're this, that, and the other, you know. And I was just like, oh, man, I don't want people perceiving that. Um, you know, and I'm not, I, I get it. Like, before I ever tried the sticky icky, you know. Uh, I was a pretty big hypocrite of people that did drugs, right? I still think hard drugs. Fuck you. But, you know, you want to smoke a little pot once in a while uh, as your escape from life or your way to chill or to, you know, overcome seizures or MS uh, or anything like that. You know, rock on with your bad self. Um, But I just didn't like that being the perception. And that had happened in several instances uh, with friends. Uh, close and not so close uh, that I'd kind of revealed like, hey, you know, once in a while I like to, you know, ha- smoke a jazz cigarette. And uh, some people were like, oh, that's cool. And then some people to this day still are like, oh, you, you didn't remember we had an appointment? It's probably because you smoked that joint one time in high school. Ha 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 ha. I'm so funny. Right? I'm like, shut up. I'm fucking your wife. Anyway, I'm not really doing that. Um... So yeah, so I, I declared the death of it, and uh, it probably will stay dead. I mean, I'm, I'm posting this under the moniker of Two Drink Tim, but if I'm going to come back and do this, which I don't know, this may just be a one-time blessing. This may be your early Christmas and August gift. I don't know. But if I if I do, I'll probably come back with a different name. I will probably you know do a whole relaunch campaign and have a goal and <clears throat> right in your ear. That just happened. And on behalf of me, I would like to apologize to you and say the reason it was dead air. Good Lord. All that Cheeto dust like just accumulates on the lungs like, like coal miners. Coal miners have black lung. I got Cheeto lung. All right. 
Um, so yeah, so I don't know what the hell I'm doing uh, in life or with this podcast. I do know I'm recording it uh, right now. I do know I plan on publishing this. Uh, and I do know I have a shit ton to share with you. So, September, when we last left, right? And you're thinking, that's okay, Tim. Listen, I get it, man. The reason you're not writing, the reason you're not calling, the reason you're not returning uh, my Snapchats or uh, recording new podcasts is you got to be balling, right? you got to be out there uh, making millions, traveling the world with the family. you got to be doing so well, and everything's got to be so amazing. And No. Man, I wish that was the case. So... Let me catch you, dear listener, up on my not-so-amazing life, or amazing life. Right? My therapist is here. She's like, you're being negative. You knew you need to focus on the positive, the fact that you're alive, that you get, that you have a voice, that you get to talk to people, that there are two people besides your mother that listens to your podcast. All these are blessings. Stand up straight. Stick your shoulders out. Smile. Smile. Do you know that according to this one study, and you're just like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Just shut the fuck up. Once in a while, just shh. So, to catch you up. Fast forward all the way to the beginning of 2017. Going to be a kick-ass year. Had a good year last year. Okay year last year. Going to do better. Staff on board. Really feel connected. Feel like we got some big projects lined up. We're going to do all that stuff. And then, my dog dies. Ricky J. Castleman went up to little doggy heaven. He was a, a West Highland Terrier. Um, my wife loves West Highland Terriers. We had three of them. Now, when his passing, uh, we have two. Um, and, uh, man, you talk about emotional. Now, listen, we don't have kids. And for those of you who don't think dogs are like children, go fuck yourself. Go play in traffic. You know, do something. No. If you don't, that's fine. Uh, you know, hey, that's cool. Different strokes, different folks. But since we don't have kids, they are like our kids to us. So it was very, 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 very tough. Right? Now. Unbeknownst to the world, exclusive, exclusive, breaking news, breaking news. In the background of all of that, I got a problem. Well, really we got a problem. Because my wife and I are having the hardest time in our relationship. We are pretty much constantly fighting, uh, spending very little time together, uh, to my uh, dismay. Uh, can't seem to agree on anything, just seem to fight, just, just, you know, just done, just feeling like it was done, right, just feeling like it, and we had started back, we'd been in marriage counseling uh, many years ago, which I'll probably cover in a later episode, because I, I want to give you guys a little bit today, but I don't want to overwhelm you, because by the end of this podcast, right, I don't want both of us feeling like we should, <clears throat> you know, so, and relax, calm down. I don't feel like that, right? And if I ever do feel like that, I'll be sure to surround myself with people and all that good stuff. So, um, anyway, where was I? Oh, yes. So we're having these problems. Uh, so we go back to the same marriage counselor that we went before. Uh, she's also the one that I personally see and have seen for the last five years. And she's like, hey, there's a little bit of a conflict of interest seeing you and you and your wife, you know, marriage-wise. So I'm going to recommend you to someone. So we're like, okay, cool. So we're getting ready to, to do that and talk to that person and all this, right? Uh, and then Ricky dies. 
then we miss our counseling appointment uh, intentionally because of Ricky's passing. We're like, look, we're just too emotionally distraught with the dog thing. We can't beat up on each other there. Um, and then I guess it's like around January 10th. Uh, I'm going to remember these dates specifically. Uh, so January 10th, um, my wife and I, that's our, it's a Tuesday night. We have a date night every Tuesday night, date night, date night, date night, not every Tuesday, most Tuesdays. Um, I don't remember what we did. Probably just went out to dinner, came back. Uh, she initiated sex in the lamest fucking way possible. I felt by the way. All these opinions are just my opinions. I just want to state for the record here. My opinions and shouldn't be considered as facts or the truth. You should do your own due diligence. You should listen to both parties uh, in the story. And you should figure out and come to your own conclusions, right? I'm giving you my side. She can give her side if she ever decides to do a podcast. So, uh, she initiates sex in the lamest way possible. Something like, hey, you want to have sex? And it's like, wow, thanks. You know, like... If the mismatched bra and panties and the fact that you're already in bed covered up and, you, you know, it's like, hey, do you want to pass me the remote? Hey, do you want to have this piece of uh, toast or crust or, you know, like all the shit? It just, I don't know. It just, and on top of everything else, it was just like, ah, oh, man. Uh, so I was like, no, I don't. In fact, I'm going to go play a video game or something like that. So I get out to go do the video game. Uh, she follows and we proceed to have an intense discussion. Now. I wish I could tell you uh, all about this discussion. Uh, I cannot. Um, I, I can tell you bits and pieces of it, and that's two things. One, I got to keep some things personal, uh, and two, I have this problem. Uh, my uh, my wife yelled at me all the time for it. I understand why, uh, but I'm starting to understand that it's actually like I don't want to say it's a condition, but it's something that happens to me in very intense or emotional situations. Um, like high trauma, I remember pretty well. But like, if we're in a fight or a conversation, like I can't remember that stuff. I just don't remember the details very well. I mean, I've had intense therapy sessions where I have to text her afterwards and be like, "Can you send me a summary of what you wanted me to do again?" Because I can't remember. Um, so we have an intense conversation, uh, you know, where she's upset with the way that I'm talking to her and treating her. She feels that you know I'm, uh, you know. A real piece of shit. I mean, to to put it bluntly, you know, to, that I didn't treat her like a human being. Um, that you know, uh, all of these things, right? That I'm I'm not a great guy. And you know what? I will admit to owning up to some of that. That you know, I, I'm a pretty negative guy. Uh, I'm very quick to anger. Everything for a time was a ten. Um, that at times I have not seen my spouse as my equal. Um, through income inequality, education inequality, shit that I thought that matters that it turns out probably doesn't matter as much as I made it to. So anyway, we're getting the cart before the horse. So that's the 10th. So we have this intense conversation. I think like, eh, it's a regular fight. Like I remember thinking, eh, it's a regular fight. Like we'll talk about it next week in therapy or when we have our first therapy session. Like, because we've done that before. Well, we kind of fight and then talk it through with the therapist and then we kind of put things together. So I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. So go to bed. That's Tuesday night. Wednesday night, wife makes dinner. Hey, I'm really, really tired. I'm going to go to bed. She texts me. I don't think she, we've talked. So we didn't talk at all Tuesday. Uh, and Thursday, we talked very, very little. And I had a headache. Thursday night, I had poker. So I got and played poker with the, with the boys. So I had a headache. So I laid down. I woke up, uh, I don't know, it's about 5, 5, maybe 6-ish uh, to my wife. And she's like, hey, I got to go talk to Amy. That's her sister. Sorry. Oops. Her name's not Amy. Her, her name is not Amy. Not her name. 
Her name is Shamey, I guess. Okay. Uh, anyway, 5 o'clock, whatever. Uh, you know, going to talk to Amy. Give her uh, a weak-ass kiss goodbye. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So she goes. Uh, I go to my poker game. I actually win some money. Fuck yeah. For once. So I'm not getting my ass stomped at this poker game. Um, and to celebrate, and a little tradition I was doing at the time, uh, I'd go to IHOP. So I'd go to IHOP. And I would get, uh, you know, my, my typical breakfast that I like there and have a good time. So I do that. Now, let me um, let me foreshadow. Here we go. So during the night, uh, I'm texting my wife. And I'm like, hey, because uh, Katie was sick. I'm like, hey, here's where I did this with Katie. I did this here, that, this, and the other thing, yada, yada, yada. Um, and this is what's going on. And no response, which is sometimes typical, you know, she either works late or her phone's dead or it's on a charger or for the love of God, she's deaf as a fucking doornail um, sometimes, so she just doesn't hear it. Uh, also, because I asked her to keep that stuff off because it sounds like a fucking ping pong thing going. Like, if your phone's like, ding, I mean, between text, emails, Snapchat, all, it's just like, you've got a fucking pinata going off 24-7 over there. Uh, I don't know why it bothers me. It's one of those things that makes me irrational angry, but it just did. So just fucking deal with it, right? Uh, so she's not responding. I'm like, yeah, that's weird. Okay, interesting. But I really don't think much of it. I go... Uh, do my thing, I come home, I click the button to go in the house, go through the garage like everybody does, right? Sure, everybody? And my wife's car's not there. And I'm like, hmm, that's strange. That's different. That's, I don't think, ever happened. So I'm like, well, okay. Maybe she's mad at me. Maybe she went out to get something. Maybe Katie got sick and she had to run her to the ER or something like that. So I go into the house, open up the, the door, and they're sitting on the counter is a white piece of paper. And I'm like, no. It is 2017. I am not about to get a Dear John letter from the classic show way back in the day. Dear John, that I ironically watched, and that's the only way I knew what a Dear John letter was. So I walk over to this piece of paper, and it just says, Tim, comma, I have made the decision to leave. I have made the decision to leave, period. I will email you about the hockey tickets for next weekend. That's a fun story. I'll tell another time. So um, I go into immediate what-the-fuck mode. And, I, you know, I don't know why I did this. Over call, I, I didn't know why, because I probably thought she was asleep or wouldn't answer my call. But we just immediately start texting, and I'm like, I sent her a photo of it. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, after 11 years. Oh, yeah, by the way, we've been together, you know, 10 years, married, uh, April, I think, would have been 10. I don't fucking know. Um, we've been together a long time. I mean, you know, two years dating, one year engaged, close to 10 years married. Um, so we, we've been together for a while. Um 
And I'm just like, oh, shit. So anyway, so I start looking, and I notice, first of all, all the dogs, except Cosmo, gone. Gone. Next thing I notice, all of her shit, gone. Now, we're not talking about, like, I'm taking a weekend bag to my sister's. We're talking about, like, ninja-like fucking precision of removing everything out of the house that was hers. Everything. All her work stuff, all her clothes, most of, uh, you know, her jewelry, uh, you know, because, of course, you know, all her purses, shoes. Had to get the important stuff out, of course. But she takes my dog, Bowie, my big lab who's laying here on his 23rd hour of sleep for the day, takes him. So anyway, we're texting back and forth, and I'm like, what the fuck? You know, I feel like you owe me back and forth, back and forth. Um, and, I mean, I'm just irate. I can't even freaking sleep that whole night. So, you know, I'm, I, dude, I'm just, I go through the gamut of emotions of, like, anger, abandonment, fear, all of those things. Let me, um, I guess let me pause for a second, because there's two things I think I want to say right here before I, I get into the nitty gritty. Um, the first thing is, I don't know if Alicia and I would have made it without this incident. Okay? We weren't going the best way. I would not have been shocked if we would have gotten and decided to get a divorce later in the year. It is not the divorce part of this that bothers me. What bothers me is everything that happened from January 12th until now. Those are the things that I have issues with. That's thing number one. I cannot remember thing number two. I can't remember it. That's crazy. And it was important. Well, if it's important, I guess it'll come back around. Okay, so where were we? All right. Um, yeah, damn, that really pisses me off, thing number two. Uh, okay, uh, anyway, so she's gone. Like, her shit is gone. It's, again, it's not a weekend bag. It is I have packed up. I have moved out. And I want to be clear. We, uh, She had never talked about divorce at all and when and in the past when we had discussed divorce or I had threatened divorce she had always said that it would always be me she was never going to leave me she was in this forever etc 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 also want to say this we've never had a situation like this before like I, we've never spent a weekend apart because we were mad at each other we were mad and disappointed with each other, but it, we never kicked each other out of the house. No one had ever stayed anywhere else. This is the first time, ladies and gentlemen, the first time something like this has happened. And again, it's not, I keep emphasizing it because it's kind of important to me. It's not I took a weekend bag. It's a I fucking, you know, moved my shit out of the house while you were gone, knowing you were going to be gone for this amount of time and didn't discuss with you at all about this nor had I ever said like you know what Tim you're getting tired of it I'm getting tired of it too I think I might be out so yeah so I'm just like what the fuck we're texting back and forth it's not it's not pretty because I'm angry as fuck right later on she'd be like well your text messages were mean it's like well I'm sorry I just 
uh, got abandoned by my wife, which led me to thing number two. Thank God, I got to remember. Okay, the other thing is this, and this is this all ties in, right? I said I'm doing therapy with you, so just fucking buckle down, sit back down on the couch. I got more shit to say. My hour's not up. My hour is not up. You sit down, sir. You sit down, sir, and you listen. Thank you. I have some issues relating to childhood about abandonment, which is the vaguest way of saying that I have childhood abandonment issues. Uh, I felt very uh, disrespected by my father when I was a kid, that he would always be chronically late. That's why if you're ever late, I immediately think you're a piece of shit. It's not you. I'm just mad at my dad because I didn't get hugged enough or because I just, and I just felt abandoned by him. Uh, because of that. And uh, I have been in therapy for many years dealing with a lot of issues, and this is this is one of them. This is one that I have been dealing with significantly on my, my childhood side uh, for about the last year, year and a half. Um, and my spouse knew that. So it's not like she didn't, like, oh, I was keeping this a secret or anything like that. She knew that I was in therapy for abandonment issues and yet she chose, instead of talking to me face-to-face like I would have preferred, like I would have done for her, she chose to leave intentionally at a time where I was not there and, and abandon our marriage, leave our marriage, whatever. I used to tell people, she left me in the middle of the night, and she'd be like, no, I didn't. It was 7 o'clock. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's adjust that. You're right, guys. She left me. She got, So tell me which is worse, guys. Uh, we'll do a poll. This will be this week's readers or listeners poll. Uh, a, she abandoned her marriage in the middle of the night. Or B, she abandoned her marriage at 7 p.m. in the evening. Like which one of those two, which one of those two is going to uh, get you more woke or, or is more terrible? So anyway. So yeah, so that's why I feel like it's important. That's why this means so much to me, the way that, that I felt like I was done wrong. Um, and, and I guess there's a third thing. I've said it earlier, but I want to reiterate, okay? I am not perfect. I am far from perfect, okay? Uh, that fight we had on Tuesday, one of the things that she was trying to get in my head, my therapist was trying to get in my head is, you know, just because it's a fact doesn't mean you need to say it. And... Um, Sorry, my brain is racing with so many thoughts. I'm just trying to slow it down to put a sentence together. Uh, you know, that I would say things that were mean or critical. Uh, I can't say it without giving example. So one of the things that my ex didn't like is we were on vacation with a couple, I'm sure. I don't remember if it was couple one or couple two, so I'm not going to say names. They asked a question. I don't even remember it. And I said, oh, we didn't do that because we got fat. We got fat. That's what I said. And apparently that infuriated my uh, my wife at the time because it's been brought up in several conversations. Here's the thing about me. I don't see that's a problem because it was a factual statement. We both did get fat. She managed to get skinny. I managed to enjoy pizza. Okay? So they're trying to get me to see that, hey, just because it's right, just because it's a fact doesn't mean it needs to be said. The tonality, the way you say it, should it even be said? Is it disrespectful? Is it demeaning? Is it like, and I remember we were having this discussion Tuesday night, and I was like, yeah, that's really hard for me to understand because my brain goes logical, hey, it's a fact. And then um, 
But I remember, I don't want to say breaking during that talk, but I remember like the clouds parting a little bit and being like, oh yeah, no, I, I do kind of see your way. And I, I, and we had been working on it in therapy. Now, also, full disclosure, first time we did therapy, I was supposed to be working on it. I didn't. Okay? Why? Because I'm an asshole, probably. Because I didn't think it was serious. Because I was probably more concerned about my wife at the time fixing her issues than my, me fixing mine. There you go. Full admission. Because I know, even though she won't be contacting me about it, I know this will fucking get back to Princess. And she may, he may seem like I was terrible and he was perfect. Now hurt my feelings. Hurt my feelings. I like this voice. This is how he's going to talk from now on. No, I'm not going to do that voice. I would not, I would not put that evil in your life. All right. So. And then we'll switch to business here in a few minutes. And I promise there will be multiple parts of this. So if you don't like this, yeah, don't don't listen for a while. Um, so yeah, so the whole night I don't sleep. We're texting back and forth. You know, go fuck yourself. No, you go fuck yourself. Blah blah blah. Then I wake up and I'm like, oh shit, money, money, money. What's going on there? So I go to the bank to find out that the previous night, Alinea had withdrawn half of our joint savings account. Which leads me to funny story number two, which is my mom and my stepdad, when I was a child, overextended themselves and filed bankruptcy. My biological dad lost his job, spent everything on an invention that he wanted to bring to market. It was not successful. And as a result, had to move back in with his parents. So you could say I have a little issue around money. In fact, if we were rating my issues, I'd go ahead and put abandonment as number one and money as number two. So I'd like you to imagine if that's my checklist and one has already been checked, I have been up now for almost a full 24 hours in a in a panic-like mode. Because I can't describe to you the ear... Like, I'm used to it now, but the eeriness of just having a fucking silent house. No dogs, except for one. No spouse. No breathing. No rustling of the feathers, of the covers, excuse me. No clanking of the glasses, no nothing. Just a dead, eerie silence. And now, come to find out, half my money's gone. That's how I'm perceiving it. Trigger number two. Da-ding! So, yeah. So, I go home, uh, and I start... You know, I, I let her know that I know that too. And the other thing I tell her is like, I want my dog back. I want Bowie Castleman back. He's my dog. I want him back. So that's Friday, okay? Go to sleep finally. Wake up. This is fun. Wake up to like five or six missed calls from my best friend Jake, who, dun dun dun, dun Alinea. I'm just gonna keep doing that. That's that's. That's worth the price of doing this podcast again, right? Is that right, Alicia? Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Thank you. Um, 
Anyway, so Aninia, uh went and texted like a classy, classy lady, texted my best friend, my best man at the wedding, that she had left me and asked him to check on me. So she left me, then texted my best friend in the middle of the night about this. And I don't answer my, my phone because I'm obviously asleep already. Finally sleeping. So I wake up. I got to call him back. He's like, dude, what the fuck? I try to explain it to him. He's like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, and he immediately becomes put uh, as the in, in intermediary between Alintia and I. So, yeah. So, half my money's gone. My dog's gone. My wife's gone. All her shit's gone. I have no idea where she is. I have no idea what's happening next. And all I can think about, the first thing I can think about is the money, of course. And the second thing I think about is the dog. You know, like, I want my dog back. You know, you took everything else from me. I need my dog back. So, I'm going back and forth with her about this. And not getting any response, not getting any response, not getting any response. And then I get a text from her at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. This is the day after she left, everybody. Less than 24 hours that Alinia left me at 7 p.m. at night. Between the hours of 7 p.m. and 2 a.m., Alicia Castleman, I'm sorry, Alinia, um, uh, left me not in the middle of the night let's get that clear so it's less dangerous at 7.02 p.m. she left me by 4 p.m. the next day I get a text I've hired so and so dick sucking incorporated as lawyers please direct all correspondence to them so now dear listeners my wife is gone all her shit's gone. My dog's gone. Half my money's gone. I don't know what the fuck's happening. I feel violated. Like, have you ever had your house broken into? It's like that times ten. Because someone stole your shit, but they stole it knowingly and willingly. And they purposefully did it at a time where they knew you were going to be gone. It's like you got cased and robbed from the inside of the thing. Dog's gone. Money's gone. Wife's gone. Her shit's gone. Who else knows? Is she coming back to get more shit? What's going to happen now? And now she's hired a lawyer. And that is where I'm going to end part one. I have so much more to share with you. How I had to threaten to spend $50,000 to get my dog back. How Alinia showed up drunk one night at my favorite bar asking to take me back sorta uh, the first time she found out I was dating and her public reaction to that why it's never a good idea to do a Facebook live announcing your separation what it's like to live in Paris for 30 days to stay alive 
the process that I've gone through with grief and anger and all that good stuff, getting back out there and dating, I got it all. I got it all, ladies and gentlemen. So, in addition to spending time talking about business, I'm going to start talking about life. And I'm going to get real with y'all. I mean, I don't think I ever, ever have not been real with you. But I'm going to talk about it, man, because there have been some dark days. I had a day last, just last night. Went to bed crying like a little biatch. It's all part of the process. But a RV. We taking that to Nashville, Tennessee next month. Super excited about that. Um, I got a lot to share. I got a lot to get off my chest. In addition to, I got some stuff I want to talk about business. Tim, how's business been, man? If everything's been great, well, business has been terrible. Hasn't been terrible. It's been okay. Uh, it's just been slow. And right now, um, I don't know even how do I describe business. Candidly, I could give a fuck about my business right now. Just because of everything. Like, right? You know, I, I'm past the survival stage, but I definitely am still in the good week, bad week stage. So, for the first month, I mean, I barely talked to my staff. We And luckily, we had some events coming up. We had the funnel hacking event. We had traffic and conversion. So, those kept me busy and focused on those things. But we did the bare minimum besides those two things. Oh, I did a Mile High Mastermind, which I highly recommend. If you're a business owner and want to come hang out with me in Denver, Colorado for two days, where we talk about your business in depth in a small group setting environment, hit me up. Send me an email, contacttimcastleman at gmail.com. Just put Mile High Mastermind in the subject line. Tell me your listener. Tell me your interested. And I'll tell you when the next one is. It's a real cool thing. Uh, I limit it to 10 people. Try to bring a good mixture of new people and alumni. Uh, it's super chill. Uh, we pick out some great restaurants. We rent this huge loft uh, that we can just hang out in. That's just great. Everyone you know, picks their own bedding somewhere else. They sleep at a hotel, and then we just get together for two days. It's, it's awesome. It's honestly one of my favorite things to do, and I want to, uh, to keep doing them, and we'll do another one in 2000. 18, because all my plans for the year kind of got shit out uh, by the universe on January 12th. So, yeah, so business. Man, do I want to talk to you about the joys and the pains of working with uh, bigger companies who sometimes treat you like second-class citizens? And then sometimes treat you amazingly well? Uh, do I want to talk about the joys of trying to work while you're remote for 30 days and have your staff and how that all works? Or do I want to talk about just the constant never-ending ass-pounding, which is the reality of life and business, meaning that something happens, right? I woke up uh, two Mondays ago. Yeah, I think so. Yep, two. Just a simple message from my business manager. No, not Alethea. Um Saying she quit. Effective immediately. No notice. Just done. Done's up. Business manager. Operations manager. My number two in the company. Someone who I had risked a uh, very lucrative contract over because they refused to engage with that person. With my business manager. And I, I put a huge business relationship at risk for her. 
and like less than 60 days later deuces I'm out all the women in my life are leaving me all of them sad panda right a year ago that shit bothered me real bad oh did I mention it happened a, a year ago too but that one I, I got notice yeah fool me once fool me twice we'll be talking about that in depth um, but after January I was just like bring that shit on it's fine it's great this is the new reality shit happens we fix it now no learned helplessness no you know pass the buck don't you know don't care give it to the wife not a big deal bitch about it after like yeah just one of one son so business has been okay we have tried several different things that have not worked we tried a low ticket launch and, and guys I'll go in in detail uh, more later I guess later episodes you know I tried a low ticket launch like we've done so far so much in the past that bombed uh, we had delay issues uh, then when we finally launched it like people just zero fucks man which sucks because we had a proven thing it worked it was you know there was so many things going that was my baby and the world shit on my baby they were like nope don't like this baby this baby goes bye bye like, but I like it and they're like yeah not us so really uh, really frustrating you know and then we're trying these partnership trainings which are going eh uh, we're trying to get them dialed in uh, we've got our notes events and, you know, trying to work in, with agencies uh, that, you know, love you one one minute and then the next you're like, eh, this and so. It, that's been frustrating. Um, and, yeah, just trying to also find, you know, where we are. And I think we found something. Uh, I'm not ready to talk about it, but I'm super excited about it. We have a big meeting tomorrow, an all-hands meeting tomorrow at uh, – whatever time it is um, so yeah got a got a copywriter uh, that we're working with like, you know, my customer service head of success team lady has stepped up to become the new operations manager give that a shot she's doing remarkably well all things considered uh, trying to think of positives here more positives I spent a month in Paris about an RV I'm alive I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm going on a date uh, here in a couple hours. Dating. Fuck. That's a new reality. At 37, soon to be 38. Are you kidding me? New reality. New reality. So, I'm surviving. I'm alive today. That's all I'm doing and all I'm worried about. It's just one day at a time. Then we'll get it back up to weeks at a time. Then we'll worry about months at a time. And uh, I guess I'll leave you guys uh, with this because I thought it was uh, funny. Someone asked it to me on a dating app, and I thought it was um, important that I share it here. How about that? So I'm trying to find it. Just give me one second. I took a photo of it. But, of course, can I find it? No. Why would I be able to do that? Still looking. Still looking. Still. So painful. Are you enjoying listening to me? Here we go. Are you ready? Hope I've talked it up enough. I'm quite parched. Give me a second. So this person asked, 
what's your story? And they spelled your real classy-like with a U-R. And here's what I wrote back. Broken-hearted man does his best to live the life he has always wanted to while finding himself and maybe a ride-or-die chick along the way. And that's where I am right now, ladies and gentlemen. Broken-hearted, healing, never as quickly as I want it to, day by day. Spoiler alert, Alicia and I don't make it. But oh, the journey till that day. It's quite the story, my friend, and I will be more than happy to share it with you along the way. And all I'm trying to do right now is my best to live the life that I always said that I wanted to. You know, one of those when you're mad and you're like, if I was single, I'd be out there banging chicks every day. Turned out not not, not true. Also, when you say, hey, I'm going to travel, you can do that. So that's it, man. Just trying to figure myself out, trying to adjust and adapt to this lifestyle, this new life I never wanted and didn't ask for. Um, and, uh, yeah. Doing my best to survive, and maybe I'll find me another ride or die along the way. But you know what? I'd be happy if I just found myself along the way. So, all right, with that, I'm out. Uh, I don't know when I'll record another one of these, but I, I feel a little cathartic. You know, it's, I think it's good getting it out there and processing it and letting the logical and emotional parts of my body and brain, you know, both interact. Uh, on this so expect more free therapy from me soon maybe that's what I'll call this thing someone's already probably got free therapy I don't know suggest some new podcast names Suicide Watch with Tim Castleman mm, interesting maybe that one alright I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon thanks uh, thanks for listening